So being visible is about exposing yourself to the people who need what you have the most. And you can't avoid doing that if you want to grow your business. Otherwise, your business is not going to last for very long. Welcome to the Hands On Business Podcast, where else are you going to come to get tips, tricks and advice on growing your business? As you know, what people tend to love about this podcast is that it is a place where you can hear real business leaders discussing systems, methodologies and strategies that they have used to help them catapult growth in their business. So I'm your podcast host, Hakeem Adebiyi, and I've grown several small businesses to multi-million pound enterprises and noticed that there wasn't really a place that focused on where I was, i.e. growing a small business. All of the content that seemed to be out there was about big business and often just a lot of theory and no practical implementable advice, which is exactly why I set up this podcast. So take a listen, enjoy and start implementing the strategies that you hear on the podcast. Happy listening. last episode of the Hands On Business Podcast, we talked to Tommy Walsh about how to grow your business with LinkedIn and Instagram. And we got great reaction to that. And the plan was then to do a deep dive into TikTok. However, we were inundated by loads of technical questions, visibility questions about LinkedIn. And it seems that most small business owners really want to learn how to become more visible on LinkedIn. So I decided to pause the TikTok episode. Don't worry, that's coming and it'd be definitely worth the wait. But today I thought let's take a more in-depth look on how to become more visible on LinkedIn. Now, as you know, whatever topic we choose, I go and find the best person to give practical tips on the topic. So no better person to do that than Mildred Talabi. With over 50,000 followers on LinkedIn and having spent the last decade mastering the art of personal branding, I couldn't think of anyone better to join me on this episode to discuss the key steps to increasing your visibility on LinkedIn. So welcome, Mildred. Delighted to have you on. Thank you so much for having me, Hakeem. I look forward to talking about LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) My pleasure. So the first question I always like to jump into with all my guests is to get an idea of how they become experts, because everyone's called themselves an expert these days. And allegedly experts are dead, according to uh, certain governments. But anyway, uh, uh, so how did you become an expert in LinkedIn visibility? And how would you define what an expert in this area actually is? Okay, good question. Because if you had taken me back, oh God, I'm going to reveal my age now. But let's just say it's more than one decade. (laughs) You know, when I started out in the world of careers, I had no idea that I would ever be doing something like what I do today because LinkedIn did not even exist, you know. So I trained as a journalist and I worked in the media for a bit before I navigated into first PR for a short time and then communications for a whole lot longer. But along the way, I always had a business on the side. So I essentially side hustled my entire career and that business took various forms, including a CV makeover business um, for your American audience, resumes. So where I was doing CVs for mid to senior level professionals, and then that later evolved to also helping them write their LinkedIn profiles. Now, along the way, I was using LinkedIn, but I was very kind of casual about it. You know, it was just another 
social media platform. I'd, I'd taken time. There was a time when Twitter was my favorite, you know, and then it was Facebook and then, you know, and then it got to LinkedIn. But I started to notice that LinkedIn audience was quite different from all these other platforms. And then I started to see that actually a lot of my business would come through LinkedIn. So my CV business, people would find me through LinkedIn. This is with very little intentionality on my part initially. And then I thought, okay, let me start doing a little bit more. But even then, I would kind of post on LinkedIn as and when I was inspired. So which was maybe four times a month, you know, if, if that, <laughs> you know, because inspiration is not faithful. It doesn't come all that time, you know. So I would do that kind of casually on LinkedIn. And then fast forward to 20, um, beginning of 2020. So towards the end of 2019, I was like, all right, I, this platform has got potential. I feel like I need to focus a lot more on here. Imagine what would happen because it had helped me with my visibility in terms of my career. LinkedIn had really gave me some advantage in my career and in my business. And I was like, imagine what would happen if I was intentional about LinkedIn. And so that's when I kind of did a deep dive buying every LinkedIn book I could do, courses, whatever it is. And I joined a program which was which gave us like a 30-day challenge. So as part of this little mini program, you had to post on LinkedIn every single day for 30 days. Doesn't matter what you post, but you just post and you show up. I was like, man, this is hard. And it was a challenge, but guess what? I did it not only for those 30 days, I've done it every single day since, and it's almost four years now since I posted every single weekday on LinkedIn. And in the process, I've built my own personal brand. I, I now specialize in helping other people, especially women, to build powerful and authentic personal brands through being visible on LinkedIn. And that's how I got to do what I do today. Excellent. So thanks for that. So, so just a couple of things that come out of that. So firstly... When you say visibility, how are you defining visibility? And then why is that mm -hmm. important for a business in terms of trying to grow the business? You gave an example of it, it helped you. So just, just give me a bit more around that, please. Sure. So, you know, they always throw that stat around that, you know, the, the most businesses fail within the first three years, you know. So I have a theory that most businesses fail within the first three years because they are not visible, you know? So visible is another way of talking about the importance of marketing. So my background, as I mentioned, with the whole journalism thing and media, et cetera, what that taught me really, really clearly was the importance of visibility in the sense of when, for example, we would get sources, we'd need somebody, oh, we need a finance expert, we'd need, you know, an IT expert, whatever, right? It wasn't always the person that was most knowledgeable that we would choose. It was the person that was most visible because we could see them, we could find them, you know. So the way the dictionary defines visible is to be seen. I like to expand it to to be seen, to be heard, to be remembered. So if as a business owner, you have the best business in the world and it's amazing, you're changing lives, it's wonderful, clients love you, the few that you do get, but if people don't know about you, that doesn't do you any good. And it definitely doesn't do your future clients any good. So being visible is about exposing yourself to the people who need what you have the most. And you can't avoid doing that if you want to grow your business. Otherwise, your business is not going to last for very long. 
Okay, so that's a, that's a that's a very nice way of looking at it. It's not it's not about being the best. It's about being the most visible, isn't it? Is what mm. I take out of that, and I think that that makes a lot of sense. So, in terms of because when you're just talking about how you came into it, you said that you did CV resumes, you know, CV slash resumes for our American audience, and you said you started doing LinkedIn profiles. So that's one thing that's often overlooked, even when people are coming visible. So I just wanted to know if you've got any tips on. Number one, how important is making sure your profile is right? And then two, what are some of the tips to go from where people who are listening and watching may be now to where they should be, really, to make themselves more visible? Oh, God, yeah. Your profile, your LinkedIn profile is foundational. So in my book, um, Start Being Visible, book number four, but this one specifically talks about LinkedIn and how to build your personal brand and build your business through being visible. So I share what I call the four keys to LinkedIn success. And one, of, I'll, I'll give you all four of them, but profile is, is one of the four. Having a strong profile. So profile, audience, content, and engagement are the four keys. But your profile is the starting place in terms of for your LinkedIn visibility, you absolutely have to make sure that your profile is, is great. And by great, I don't mean it's got all these lovely flowery words or whatever it is, you know. It's great mean, meaning that it is targeted towards your audience and it also communicates your personal brand in a way that's powerful and authentic to who you are and what you do. So essentially, your profile, and I've said this many times, that web designers, please don't come for me, right? <laughs> but I've told many people, many, because with my clients, I work with them and they're coaching for their business, not just on LinkedIn. And I've said to many of them who've come to me and they're like, Mildred, I need to get my website up. I need to do this. I need to do that. I'm like, listen, before you even get to your website, build your LinkedIn profile page first, because that page is essentially like a landing page for you in terms of if you have a website, for example, you're going to be hoping that you'll get traffic there. LinkedIn as a platform already has proven traffic. There's thousands, if not millions of people going through it every single day. And the potential of them landing on your page is a whole lot higher than the chances of them landing on your website. So if you really focus on your profile in building this and thinking of it as this is a mini landing page that works for me 24-7, round the clock, when I'm not here, then that's really going to help you in terms of using that profile to build your business. Now, how do you do that? There are essential elements to profile. The obvious ones are having a good picture. You know, we you want a picture that people recognize, a picture that's great, all of that kind of stuff, a nice, solid picture. Then there's the banner space on top of your profile that is absolutely prime as our american friends call it real estate yeah. i like that better than than property <laughs> you know <laughs> so like that's there's that's prime real estate for you right there it's a billboard so you've got to use that banner to speak into what it is that you do and who it is you do it for the same goes with your headline you know so your headline needs to capture that and then we have the, if we go down to like the about section, the about section, people get caught up because usually your about section on a website or whatever is about you, you know, but on LinkedIn, actually your about section shouldn't be about you. It should be about what you do for your audience, how you serve your audience. And then you can add the bit about you towards the end for additional credibility or whatever. But if it's all about how you are and how amazing and how great you are, it's not going to 
convert as well as an about section that really speaks to your audience and captures what it is that they need, the reason that they've landed on your page in the first place. So those are just some of the things that you can do on your profile to make sure that it's solid, that it speaks and communicates your brand message to the right audience all the time. I think that, yeah, I think they're really key and important tips and, and there's several things, I mean, lots of stuff you just said there about the four keys and then obviously what you should do in terms of your profile. So I'm probably going to go through a, a few of those four key elements as we go through. But I think what you said, one of the key things you said right at the beginning of that when you were discussing that was around how important it is and even compared to a website, because you're right, people always are obsessed with a website. And I remember... Many, many years ago, I've been using LinkedIn for more time, time than I care to remember, but many, many years ago, I went, I went to do um, like a training session for an organization and I walked in and they, would, they started telling me things about me. And I, I, said, I said, how do you know so much? Oh, well, well, as soon as we knew who you were, we looked at your LinkedIn profile. It's much mm-hmm. more likely that someone's going to do that than they're going to look at your website, actually. So if, it's, mm-hmm. if, if my mm-hmm. LinkedIn profile at that point wasn't telling them what I wanted them to know about me, then you've either gained or lost credibility by the time you walked in the door. Because it, was, it wasn't them. They weren't the ones who commissioned me for the business. They were the, the, the recipients of the people who commissioned me for the business. So actually having, at that point, a decent LinkedIn profile, which talked about what I did, what I could do to serve them, was really beneficial to almost put them in the right frame of mind before mm. I'd even started training. So I think those those are really important points that you just outlined there. So in terms of the LinkedIn connections, because I mean, you talked about right at the beginning, you were, you were in journalism, PR, communications, and that's, that's what social media really is. And it's about connecting to each other and connecting to people and people by people. So what mm. role the LinkedIn connections play in increasing that visibility? And how can you leverage those first degree connections or, or any other connections for maximum mm. exposure? Yeah, so it it got to a place where, because I used to, as I said, I side hustled. So I had my business and and my career. I used to go to a lot of events. You know, you can open an envelope and I'll be there, you know, because, (laughs) you know, and it was like, and I did that for a season, a really long season to kind of build up my networking. I don't actually like networking. I don't like the word networking. I don't like the term, the idea of networking. I like to go to events that interest me and in the process meet interesting people. That's like my reframe because I'm an introvert by nature. So it's like, I'm not going to just go networking for the sake of it. Like, hey, here you go. Here's my business card, whatever. That doesn't do it for me, right? There came a really distinct point. I started to go to networking event and there was this shift towards like people stopped handing out business cards, myself included. And it was just like, hey, let's connect on LinkedIn, you know? And actually what I realized that LinkedIn was a much better place to build and develop connections with people than the old school, what is now considered the old school method of business cards. Because you'd get a business card at an event, shove it in a drawer, you know, don't see it again for another three years. And then you wonder, oh yeah, who was that person? If if you're anything like me kind of thing. But this time it's like straight on LinkedIn, not only like you just described, not only can you stay up to date with people, but they can see you. So there are people who are seeing you because part of this whole process of building a personal brand is not just, and I'm into that whole who you know is important, right? Not just, but it's like, it's not just who you know, it's who knows you. 
So when you build a visible personal brand, it's like there are people who know you that you don't necessarily know just yet, but those people are out there speaking on your behalf. You know, I've had client referrals because other people have spoken to people about me. I've had some many people come to me and say, yeah, I've sought you out because so-and-so said this, and I don't even know who so-and-so is. But so-and-so has been seeing me visible on LinkedIn on a regular basis. So now whenever anyone thinks LinkedIn, they think Mildred, you know, and that's the process of happening when you kind of start to, when you show up a lot and you're visible, people start to associate you with something particular that you want them to. And that's how developing those connections, those connections can then go ahead and be your referral partners they'll be your ambassadors they'll be your fans they'll spread the message and they also may become friends and connections and business partners or whatever it is but really taking the time to build your I like to call it community you know to build your community on LinkedIn is a is an important part of growing your business in in on here as well and that comes from also giving as well as taking. So it's not just about what you can get from people. What are you giving? How are you serving other people in the LinkedIn community? That's going to help you to really build a powerful business that's known, liked and trusted. Thank you very much. And and you just talked about community there. So I've heard about these LinkedIn pods. What's your view on these LinkedIn pods that people are doing? Because it sounds like a you kind of try to just game an algorithm rather than build a community from my point of view. But, uh, you know, the experts are just interested in your opinion. Oh, oh, I, oh, I hate them. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> I, I'm very, listen, I'm straight. Like uh, there's no two ways about, I am not a fan. I've had, and I've done, I've done LinkedIn live topics on this before. Um, but yeah, I've had people try. I understand <clears throat> why people join pods because it's that whole thing of, okay, you want to get some engagement, especially if you're new to posting on LinkedIn, you're feeling like, I don't want to be billing no mates. You know, I don't want to put a post out that nobody likes. And so if you're part of a pod, you know, you get all these people liking your post, high five. It's all very nice. All that back scratching is nice, but actually it doesn't drive your business forward actively because you're just being seen by the same pool of people who are just kind of liking and engaging with your post because they have to, there's an obligation. So you can't actually measure genuine engagement. You can't measure accurately. What are my audience responding to? What do they like? What don't they like? You can't measure that stuff because it's all fake, (laughs) to be honest, you know? So I really believe in building a community and you do that and it's not an overnight process. And another reason as well that people tend to join pods is because they want to see growth and they want to see it quickly. So it's like, let me take a shortcut. And while it may look like a shortcut, in the long run, it is actually, it doesn't work in your favor. So it's much better that you organically put out content that actually helps people, <laughs> you know, and as you help people and you put out useful content, guess what? People are going to start to like and engage with what you have, you know, and as you do that, you're going to grow and you're going to build your following. So I never intended to, when I started out being intentional about LinkedIn, I didn't say I'm going to build to 50,000 followers or whatever. That all came along the way and it's all been organic. I've never paid for advertising, never engaged in the pod, never anything like that. It's all through organically showing up, 
being visible, helping people, putting content out there, engaging, following strategies that I now teach, you know, but it's all being organic. And the reason, and when that happens, you actually get a community that is loyal to you because they want to be, not because they have to be. So if I haven't made it strong enough <laughs> that I'm not a fan of pods, <laughs> there you go. I will be explicit. I am not a fan of pods. I'm a fan of say, community. I was going to say, I'm not sure what, what, what your view with you. You need to get off the fence on that one, Mildred. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, I think it's similar to mine because it's like you're showing the same content to people and they're liking it whether they like it or not. So whether you said you, you've got mm-hmm. no idea, especially if you're trying to refine your strategy, how do you know what to refine? Because pretty much those guys are going to like whatever you put out. Yeah. Um, so there's no discernment in a, in a pod, is there? And then you're, I think you're then forced to then like all their stuff as well. So you're spending yeah. all your time with people who aren't your audience, liking their posts, reading their posts, putting some name comments on there because you just have to do it. Whereas <laughs> actually you could be using that time to actually connect with a proper audience that's actually going to drive your business and, and actually give your business and, and, as you said, build a community. So just taking out of that then, because you were talking about content engagement, which are you know two of your four key pillars, is content still king slash queen, as they've always said in the past? <laughs> content is, I like to say that you cannot, you're invi- not invincible, invisible without content on LinkedIn. However... I see content as one of the, as I said in my book, Start Being Visible, I talk about the four pillars of LinkedIn success. The content is one of those four pillars. And all those four pillars, profile, audience, engagement, and content, they're just like a table, right? A table with four legs. You know, yep. you need all the legs. <laughs> you know, if you take one leg off, it, that table is going to be very wonky and not that useful. So content is very important, but it's one of the four legs. Because if you had like great content, for example, but your profile is rubbish. So people are landing on your profile because of your great content. And what they see in there is like, what's this? You know, who's this? It's like, it's nothing. That's going to put them off. You know, if you put out great content, but you don't engage. So I see people put posts out and they don't even bother responding to comments on their own posts. You know, it's like, that's not good. That's not, that's not nice. You know, you're not building relationships and community, but also if you don't take the time to engage with other people, you know, in the LinkedIn community, it also reduces the reach of your content because the way the LinkedIn algorithm works, and I don't like to talk too much about the algorithm because I feel like people obsess over it and I don't obsess over it. It matters, but let's not worship it, you know? So it's like, but the way the algorithm works is kind of the more active you are on LinkedIn, the more kind of your stuff spreads, you know. So like the reach, it helps with your reach when you engage with other people. So, so that's important. And that A for audience is that having that clarity about who is your audience before you even start putting content out. Who are you putting content out for? Because if you're just putting content out, that's just yay. I, I want to put content out on LinkedIn. Let me just post. Allow me on a side tangent, um, Hakeem. No right? far because, away. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because people seek to go viral, you know, and, and it's actually easier to go viral than you think, you know. So just find something that's trending on a platform like TikTok, maybe rework it a little bit, put it on LinkedIn and boom, you know. I see people put trending videos or they put stuff like that. Clearly they've copied and pasted from somewhere else. There's like hundreds and 
hundreds of likes or whatever. Yes, it's viral, but how does that translate to business results? You know, that is the real question that you want to ask yourself. If you're a business owner on LinkedIn and you're using LinkedIn for business, how does that viral post about that dog, you know, doing kick-ups or whatever, how does that help your business? Unless you have a dog kick-up business, <laughs> you know? So it's that kind of thing about you also have to be diligent to measure the right metrics, you know, with your content. Make sure that the content that you're putting out is tailored to your audience. And actually, sometimes what you will find when it's really hitting the nerve of your audience they might not engage with you openly. They might come in the back door through your DMs, you know, and that's when it's like that resonated, that hit. How can I work with you? And that's what you want to look for. What? How is your content translating into business results? Not how many viral posts have I done this year or whatever, if it doesn't do anything for your business. So there you go. Well, I think, yeah, I think that's the disease of the age, isn't it? Everybody wants to, you know, everyone's just measuring their engagement, not necessarily by what it's doing. Well, definitely not by what it's doing for the business. It's about, oh, look, I've got this many likes. I've got this much reach. I've got, yeah, that's great. But I'd rather have a lower performing post that's actually giving me business. And as you said, you know, mm. that that's the key in any business environment, really. And it's not about the noise. It's about actually the substantial uh, or the substantive effects of what you're doing. So, so, so you said you're an introvert and you talked about, you know, inspiration and try to get inspiration. So there's lots of people like that who are sort of like probably listening or watching to this because they want to know more about LinkedIn, but are like sitting there terrified thinking, bloody hell, posting every single day. You know, that, first that's going to take ages. And secondly, how can I, you know, what am I going to talk about? So if you've got any quick tips, few quick tips to, how, you know, how do you get content and what do you post about? Mm, sure. Well, the first thing to, to clarify is that you don't necessarily have to post every day like I've done, right? So, yes, I posted every single weekday for almost four years, including some weekends too. But when I work with clients, I tell them I require three days from them as a starting point, three days a week of posting um, midweek. So as because with visibility, part of visibility is about being seen. If you're posting once a month, nobody is seeing you, <laughs> you know, don't deceive yourself. You are not being seen. If you're posting once a week, maybe, but again, because of the way the algorithm works and lots of people don't realize this, but the LinkedIn algorithm only actually shows your content to a very small percentage of your audience each time, which is roughly about between five to 7%. So you might think, oh, I put out this great post and people have seen it, you know, they haven't, you know, they have not seen it. And again, sometimes people think, oh, I don't want to post too much because people will get sick of me, you know. Listen, your audience will not get sick of you. They want to see more of you, you know, so that kind of thing. So lose those thoughts. Don't think about those things. But in terms of how do you find content, there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about to him who has, more will be given. And I like to say that in the sense of actually the more you post, the more you will find to post. You know, the more content that you have, the more often you post, the more you will find the content. You'll start to recognize that content is actually all around you. You know, so a starting point for where to post, for example, is start by thinking about, 
okay, what is it? What is it that you do? How do you serve your audience? All right. What is it that your audience struggle with? You know, what kind of things do they struggle with? Okay, what kind of aspirations that they have that you can potentially talk about? That's something, you know. And in my coaching, I talk to, um, I coach my clients on kind of the whole process of building a personal brand means that you inject some personality into it as well. So all your posts shouldn't be just professional, professional. Here's me, here's business, buy my business, all of that. Like, we want to get to know you too. You know, we want to get to know who are you. Like, so some of your content should also be personal posts. You know, I'm not talking breakdown and tears and share your whole life of LinkedIn type of posts. We're not talking that. But like, what is it? Who are you outside of the work context? We want to get to know you in that sense as well. So put that in the mix, you know. So and then also any opportunities where you've been recognize any kind of awards events that you attend all of those are posts and opportunities conversations that you have with clients if you actively have a business where you talk to clients you can draw content from there some of my best content has come from conversations with either clients or future clients on discovery calls because they've said something i'm like my head is like right that's an issue i know loads of people have i'm gonna talk about it in my next post or whatever so Always be looking out for content because it is all around you. But really the thing that's going to help you to write more content or create more content, because it doesn't have to be written, you can do videos, you can do other formats. The thing that will help you the most is by actually creating content. (laughs) That's going to help you create more content, believe it or not. Okay, that's, I think you've given hopefully some food for thought for those people who are thinking, oh, crumbs, where am I going to get the ideas from? Because I think you're right, they're all around you. I get quite a lot of ideas actually sometimes when I'm listening to the radio. You listen mm. to the radio you, and you just hear somebody think, actually, that, that's a good point because that is a bit of a difficult thing that I've seen myself or clients have seen or companies have seen and I'll just mm. write a post about it. Or, I mean, I, I've shoot quite a lot of videos now because I, I quite like videos because you can get short and snappy and get stuff on there. But I think you're right. It's about mixing it up and not just saying, well, I'm just going to do videos and nothing else all day, every day. Mm. So, so, so have you got, I know you have, but can you share some success stories of businesses that have started off small and then grown and significantly boosted their growth due to LinkedIn visibility? Yeah, sure. So it's, and this is the thing I, I don't encourage, not I don't encourage, everyone does not have the same LinkedIn goals. So one of the places I start with clients is like, what are your goals? You know, so for some of my clients, they like, I want to build my thought leadership. You know, I want to be known as, at the beginning, you talk about expert, right? I want to be known as an expert in my field. You know, for some, it's a case of I want to attract more clients, you know, so, and some, because I also work in a, um, with women in the senior leadership spaces, like, you know, I want maybe the next promotion. I want to be positioned for the next promotion or a new job or headhunted, etc. You know, in fact, this very morning, I had one of my clients message me to say she was headhunted for a job based on her visibility activities. That literally, she's like, I've got all that. It's all confirmed now. I'm starting this role later this month. And I want to thank you for all the work you did with me on the visibility because without it, that would not have happened. You know, so she doesn't have like masses of followers now, but what she has been able to do is get visible in front of the right audience. And these are some of the things that I teach and you do that through your content. So I think my success stories are all around helping my clients to reach their goals. 
you know, so I've had clients who, um, as a client who through her coaching business, she was invited to come and run series of lectures for one of her colleges in her field which is one of the things she wanted to do to position herself as a thought leader so now she's like a paid lecturer for in that place in that position you know so I had a client I was working with because we work with for my VIP day um, experience my LinkedIn VIP day one of the things we do is work around getting clarity around your business, who it is that you serve and how you serve them. And then we communicate that on your personal brand on LinkedIn profile. So we literally did this work. And within a few weeks of completing this work, getting her up on LinkedIn, she got her first ever paid client for her business, you know, through the content that she put out, you know, so it's things like this. It's this stuff makes a real difference. We're not we're not showing up on LinkedIn because we've got nothing better to do with our lives. You know, I'm busy, <laughs> you know, like I've got a husband and two kids and all, all yeah. sorts to deal with. Right. But I know that the work that I do, one is allowing me to have a better life for myself because I'm building my business and my, and opportunities are coming my way. But I also know that it's helping my clients to have a better life through their career or their business. And, and I think, that's important for me to express because I've had people come to me who are all about, I just want to make some sales. You know, I want to make some sales. I want to use LinkedIn to make some sales. That's okay, but I'm not the one for you because that's not my thing. I'm about, yes, you can increase in sales, but I'm about increasing the three areas of influence, income, and impact. I'm in my sweet spot is people who want to do all three. So yeah, I think that more than answered. <laughs> I hope that more than answered your question. <laughs> no, it, it definitely did. And I think the, the one thing you said, which actually lots of people, when you talk about LinkedIn, don't focus on, but which is just as important, is about that career. Because lots of people, when they talk about LinkedIn, they always go, oh, yeah, you can grow your business, you can do this, you can do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but not everyone's an entrepreneur or solopreneur. You know, you have people who are just in jobs. And actually, mm-hmm. it can make a significant difference. And I've, I, and I've done both. I, I've had, I've been headhunted for jobs precisely because of my LinkedIn profile. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, so why have you approached me? Oh, well, I've seen all the things you've done. You think, oh, really? And then by the same token, I was, you know, I've been, you know, done international speaking gigs. And I, exactly the mm-hmm. same thing I said, but you've never seen me speak. Oh yeah, but we've seen all your stuff on LinkedIn. So we know yeah. you'll be great. And you're like, oh, and you're like, hey, oh, that's, mm-hmm. so, so it's a real important for people to understand. It's not just about, I'm an owner of a business and I can now grow my business. There's so many other aspects, mm-hmm. whatever position you're in, to actually use LinkedIn to try and, as you just said, grow your visibility and, and, and grow your profile and people knowing you and, mm-hmm. and you actually get into lots of people. So even a lot of the people I interview in my podcast are people that I come across on LinkedIn and then I've connected. Mm-hmm. I like what like this, <laughs> like this, like I like yeah. what they're doing. You think, oh, actually, be a fantastic guest. Whereas if LinkedIn didn't exist, I could probably still find guests, but it would be a whole lot harder because you can already see this person going to be a fantastic guest for my podcast because I can see the content they put out. So mm-hmm. even just that for me is, is a game changer for me in, in what I'm, I'm trying to do. So we just talked about connections and then the groups, obviously, when you look at Facebook, people are smashing groups, but people mm-hmm. don't tend to seem to see the benefit of groups on LinkedIn. What's your view? Is it, is it, is it something that people should be doing? Should be should people getting into or should they just focus on the profile? Yeah, so, so LinkedIn, 
LinkedIn groups has been one of my biggest bugbears for a long time <laughs> because in the beginning, LinkedIn groups were active and thriving. There were places where you could go and, you know, experience little communities and build connections and all of that. And then LinkedIn just, I don't know what they did, but over the years, they increasingly just tanked groups. And, and this mm. is LinkedIn, I blame you for this, right? <laughs> you know, so, but so, and, and part of that is the whole functionality um, of LinkedIn groups is just, is nowhere near as close as being as good as the Facebook groups. So, and I have a, I have a private group for my Visible Women tribe we have on LinkedIn. And, and for some of my programs, we use LinkedIn groups as a place to kind of communicate. But to be honest, I actually had to recently switch to WhatsApp for that reason, mm. because of how bad LinkedIn groups functionality is as a page owner yourself. But in terms of whether is it still worth the while for people to invest time and energy in groups, I generally tell people no, because... Unless you have a group that is truly active, and by active, it doesn't mean that it's filled with people just spamming with marketing stuff, because a lot of groups is like, all you see is just people posting, dumping their stuff on there. There's no reaction, no engagement, but there's like 20,000 people in a group, and it's the same two people posting, dumping their stuff there. Like, that's not worth your while, you know, to be active there. But if you can find a group that's active, you know, in terms of the moderators are actually moderating, <laughs> you know, and the content that's been shared on there is actually useful, then it's still worth you cross-posting on there. So you, whatever, but I wouldn't create content specifically for groups, but you can share content that you've already shared on your personal page in groups and use that as a strategy. The other advantage groups have is that when you are in a group, it means you've got access to other members of the group. So if you want to reach out to somebody, for example, and you have a free account, so normally LinkedIn would restrict that through a group, you can bypass that, you know, and you'll be able to reach out to somebody because you have that connection of being in the same group. So that's another reason. And then probably the third only benefit of groups is you could use it to kind of, if you're in a group which has your target audience, you can go through the membership and use that as a way to find people that you can approach and connect with, you know, from your audience. The downside is they might just be on there, but they're not active. So you yeah. send a connection request. And the last time they logged on to LinkedIn was like two years ago. So <laughs> it, it just it just won't do you any good. But it is a, a way that you can potentially find people from your target audience just by using that group's element. But um, outside of that, I would concentrate your time and energy on your own posts and building posts and things on your personal page because that's how you build your visibility and build your personal brand. I'm glad you said that because I thought it was just me because, yeah, back <laughs> in the day, groups, they were so active and I used to get loads mm -hmm. of interaction. I used to get quite a bit of business actually, actually and loads of inquiries. Mm -hmm. And then more recently it's just like you don't get it's just like if you post it you just get nothing back it's like crickets yeah. you're thinking what you're thinking well this this is quite good content here but there's just no interaction <laughs> whatsoever and you're like well, well why, why, i've not even got one like and i'm like this is weird so yeah so that's so that, that, that mm -hmm. i've seen that myself and not but also what i've seen connected to that is that the reach that happens on linkedin just generally seems to fluctuate because sometimes mm. you, 
it goes really wide. And I'm not, I'm not talking about virility. I'm just talking about generally, because, you know, you measure what's what's going on. And then there's certain periods where, I don't know, LinkedIn does something and then your reach seems to start reducing mm. it. And you think, oh, what's happened there? Has my content all of a sudden become really poor? Or well, have, you, have you noticed that yourself or is that just me being um, oh, precious? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I've posted every single day, as I said, for almost four years. And trust me, there's some which are like, great, great. And there's others which is like, Ugh. and then there's seasons when it's like, what's going on? Why are my posts all declining? So this is why I said, I said at the beginning about the whole, like, understand the algorithm, yes, to a certain level, but don't worship it because it can, that stuff can just change. And, and I say to clients as well, I'm like, detach your ego from your posts. Because if you don't, one minute you'd be like, I'm the best thing since sliced bread, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then the next minute you're like, my content is awful. No one loves me. No one likes me. I'm coming off LinkedIn, you know? So it's just to understand that I have developed the mindset and I say develop because I had to develop it through seeing all of those fluctuations. And it's a case of each post has a job to do. And I just send it out there into the LinkedIn world. Off you go, go do your job, whatever that job is. Because some posts will reach some audience, like some of my video posts, for example, I might get interactions from people who won't interact in my text posts because maybe they like video better. Yeah. You know, my LinkedIn lives, for example, may get a different audience than my regular posts. So I just let each post do its thing and I just carry on, <laughs> you know, and will come again the next day and the next day. And it's really important that you make a commitment that no matter what happens, I am going to show up. I am going to be visible because if you go by how your post is doing, you might just give up posting on LinkedIn, yeah. you know, on those dry spells because you feel like you're not connecting, you're not resonating and you give up. But when you were just about to break through. So be consistent, commit to the process, know that there will be highs and lows. It happens to everybody. You know, sometimes I go and look at people with like, I have a few people I follow who have like massive accounts, you know. So sometimes I go, when mine's like fluctuating, I'm like, let me go and see if how theirs is doing. And I'm like, ah, oh, okay, that one did a lot worse than this one. Oh, okay. So it's not just me, you know. So yeah, so yeah, we're all in the same boat, Hakeem. We're all in the same boat. <laughs> oh, good. That that makes me feel a lot better. But I, I think if you said that, it's consistency, isn't it? It's about consistency. And also, I think, and this is, goes for SEO and whatever it is, and, and I like what you said about, because anytime you speak to people, to people start going into loads of depth about the algorithm, do this, do that, which I get, because there's things you can do which help. Mm -hmm. But for me, always, if I look at Google, because that's, that's, that's where I, I trained all my stuff, you think, all Google's interested in is you putting good content out mm -hmm. and having information so that when ser someone searches for information, they can find it easily through what you, you know, whatever your titles and your tags are. And I think LinkedIn's very similar, isn't it? It's about mm -hmm. LinkedIn is trying to share information which is going to be beneficial to groups of people on LinkedIn. So if you yes. focus on actually making sure you're putting out good content on a regular basis over a consistent period of time, you will have the results. If you're, if you're just fluctuating and thinking, oh, I'm going to jump on a trend, and then when that trend's not there, you don't do anything, or you know, mm -hmm. you're, just, you're exactly. just doing spurious stuff to get, to get information, um, to get people excited, I don't think you get it. And, and that's when I follow people, I tend to follow people who put out good content, which is beneficial mm -hmm. for me and interesting. I don't, I, don't, I don't pretty much, I can't think of liking 
that I can think of, I've liked much on LinkedIn, which is like a TikTok video, which is just some viral something going on. Because like, I'm too busy. I haven't got time. I haven't got time to be liking those sort of things mm-hmm. and sharing those sort of things. Mm-hmm. It's a bit pointless. And then, because you talked about posting for visibility and you said that you did once a day. Once, yeah, once a day. Mm-hmm. And then you said, but your advice to other people is three times a week. So the people who advise to do it three... Yes, okay, <laughs> at least. So when you say at least three times a week, do you do you expect that person to continue doing it three times a week or as they get more proficient, you, you think that a sweet spot is once a day? And that's a very good question because it's something I've been um, thinking about lately and and you know and i'm looking at revising some of i'm writing another book actually breaking breaking news (laughs) you know so about how to build a visible and profitable business on linkedin so and i've been exploring this whole link between the frequency of posting and the success rate of your business so i do think that three days a week as a minimum is good and achievable for most people but I, I am coming to the conclusion that if you can post three days a week, you can post five days a week. One, because it's not that big a jump. And two, yeah. that daily visibility actually helps to further embed your message and your brand into the minds of your target audience. Because remember, not everybody's showing up on LinkedIn every day. You know, and yes, to a certain extent, your content can stay in the feed for a little bit longer, you know, but you're showing up, people are showing up on different days and it's almost like, and I've had so many people say to me, it's like, one thing I can guarantee when I open my LinkedIn app is that I will see your post, Mildred. I'm like, (laughs) yes, (laughs) I do practice what I preach. So it's that whole thing of like having that, being that trusted voice If you can make that happen Monday to Friday, I think that's going to serve you even better for your audience, you know? So I am going down the line and I will fully finish my thought process on this and, you know, by the time the book is out, but I am going down the line of, I think that daily visibility helps. You can take the weekends off, (laughs) you know, you can take the weekends (laughs) off, but you can do Monday to Friday every day and, Honestly, it really isn't that hard to create additional content. When you have a structure and you have a system and you get in a habit, it can work for you. Thank you very much. And I always ask this question whenever I'm talking about any sort of social media, well, actually anything to do with business, to be honest. So what's the best way you would suggest that you measure your visibility and measure the improvement in visibility as you start to do some of the things that we've talked about? So we can measure the metrics like... Um, increased engagement, increased followers, you know, but I also think about measuring things like increased opportunities. So what kind of opportunities are coming your way? So are you being invited, for example, to speak on podcasts like this one? You know, are you getting speaking engagements? As a business owner, are you getting inquiries? You know, actually there's a there's a LinkedIn Live that I did and I did it as an article as well, which talks about the LinkedIn visibility milestones that you can expect as you grow on this journey to be invisible. And one of the very first ones is this whole, when somebody actually leaves a meaningful comment on your post, that's a milestone to celebrate because it's like, now here's somebody, you're, you're making a difference. Every comment that is meaningful that comes from somebody that says, hey, Hakeem, this is great. This really helped me or whatever. That's the difference you're making in someone's life. That's a milestone to celebrate. So 
Yeah, so like those kind of things are you seeing more of that happening? Are you seeing your content resonating? Are people reaching out to you? Are opportunities coming your way? These are all things that you can track, you know. And and again, with my clients, I get them to track how they're increasing in the three areas of their influence, their income, and their impact. You know, so literally it helps to write it down, you know, make a note of this month, this happened, this happened, this happened, because sometimes we forget. By the end of it, you're like, when you have those days of like, oh, LinkedIn is not working for me. If you haven't got it all written down and you haven't been tracking, you'll think it's not working. But if you have got it written down, you can look back and say, oh, actually, this, this, this and that happened. As a result, I'm on the right track. Excellent. That's, that's, that's very, very uh, useful in terms of some of those other metrics. Because I think everyone talks about engagement and followers people don't often think about the opportunities. And I think even just that one you just said there about meaningful comments, because, you know, I think we've all seen comments, oh, thanks for sharing, which mm-hmm. you know, it's not, mm-hmm. not, not, doesn't really do anything for you. It's great that there's a comment on it, but it's like, thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, did you like it? Did you not like it? Are you going to do anything with it? Have you reposted mm-hmm. it? Et cetera. So there are, there are other things that you can see mm-hmm. that tell you that actually your content is resonating with the audience that, um, yeah, that you're And then in terms of, you know, recommendations and endorsements, how, how would you say that they feel? Are they something that people should actively be getting or do they not really have an impact? Recommendations are excellent and brilliant to get because it's other people saying how great you are as opposed to just you. So I've got over 130 recommendations on my profile. So if anyone who wants to check out my credibility or whatever, is Mildred as good as she says she is, go ahead and read um, what other people are saying because that helps. So I I agree. I'm not. I agree. I recommend you for you to get recommendations on your profile. Endorsements are not so useful. <laughs> I think that's mm. more for LinkedIn's benefit than it is for anybody else's. So, but certainly focus on getting more people recommending you because you know that's that's great testimonials for you from other people's mouths. Yeah. No. I would certainly suggest that people do do that because I get people who approach me for, to, to do stuff. I mean, it always seems to be podcast um, promoters, actually. And the first thing I say is, well, have you got any recommendations of what you've done? Because just tapping me up on a on a message saying, oh, I'm great, I'm great, you have to trust me. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to make your podcast do blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, okay, well, where are your recommendations that say that someone else is saying, this person worked for me and they did this for me? Because I said, if, if you can't give me that, I said, it's just like a job. I'm not going to employ somebody without any references. So why would I start working with somebody on LinkedIn without any references? So I think that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's an important thing to take into consideration. And then just lastly, well, mm-hmm. second to last, you know, we've talked about a whole raft of things. So if you, if you could give three actionable steps or just a couple of actionable steps that people could start today to improve their business visibility on LinkedIn, what, what would those be? Yeah, so first thing is getting a mindset of start being visible. That's going to work for you. Start today. First action, start thinking, right, I'm going to use LinkedIn and I'm going to commit to it and I'm going to be consistent. Get that in your mindset because that's going to help you on this journey. And then get go ahead, fix up your profile and start there. You know, start engaging with other people's comments and then create content of your own. You know, so those three things are going to really help you to start your journey to being visible. And please be patient because it's going to take some time to lay the foundation properly. But if you stick at it, it's going to work for you in the long run massively. 
Thank you very much, Mildred. And just one last thing, because I know you've got to shoot off. You've got a new podcast starting. I saw it on your LinkedIn profile this morning. It's called Start Being Visible. Just give me a 30-second pitch about what it's about and why people should listen to it before you go. Yes, thank you, thank you. So it is Start Being Visible is available anywhere you can get podcasts. So it's all about how you can start your journey to being visible not just on LinkedIn, but beyond. So I'll be sharing my insights into my journey to be invisible. And then I'm going to have some amazing conversations with women who, as I like to say, have decided to step out of the shadows and into the limelight in their working lives. So it will be inspirational, be educational, be motivational. It will be something that you do not want to miss. So please search me out, start being visible, and please subscribe wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And I would second that and uh, head over and make sure you support Mildred. You know, you listen to my podcast, you watch my podcast, you'll have enjoyed, guaranteed, what Mildred has just um, discussed over the past uh, hour. So, you know, you can get more of the same. More and more of Mildred (laughs) on Start Being Visible. So, Mildred Talabi, thank you very, very much for that. Really enjoyed it. And I think my listeners and viewers will get a great deal of benefit out of it. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Hakeem. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you on this. Thank you. Thanks. Really delighted that Mildred could join us today and a lot packed, I think you'll agree, into just under an hour. So there's so much in there, but the four key pillars that Mildred stated for any LinkedIn strategy were one, profile, two, audience, three, content, and four engage. And as Mildred said, it's like a stool. If you miss one of those pillars out, the stool's going to fall. Same thing with your LinkedIn strategy. And don't forget to check out the show notes at www.thesalesaccelerationformula.com. And as always, subscribe, like, and share with your friends, colleagues, and anyone else who you think may be interested. But most of all, keep the feedback coming so that we can continue to improve and give you more of what you like. Hope you enjoyed this as much as I did and as I always do. Keep listening and keep growing.